We shall go on to the end. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 35 of the, Art and Sur- of the Art of Surrender and today I'm joined by Daz Mokaraka. Hey guys, how you doing? Is that how you, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been practicing, I've been practicing. Um, what are we, at one hour and 18 minutes mm-hmm. uh, roll before the, before the podcast. I had my uh, uh, whoop strap on and this is my first time testing it out so I'll just read out the stats real quick for anyone who has one and is, and is interested. Uh, one hour and 19 minutes actually, uh, 786 calories burnt, average heart rate 138 and my max heart rate 184, which was probably 15 seconds into it when you started pumping my legs. <laughs> <laughs> you need to uh, attach anxiety levels to that as well. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, my legs heart rate just starts counting yeah. up high. <laughs> But oh, he's going for my neck. That's fine. That's right. <laughs> you were like real insistent on the inside leg position. Yeah. Kept yeah. stepping in and then yep. I'd, I'd block it and get back on the inside and then you'd come back and that was like half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's like wrestling. It's like pummeling. You know, you're always pummeling for the underhook. The same with um, leg locks. You're always pummeling for the inside position, whether you're standing or you're the seated position. But it's always like whoever's on the inside is winning. Is winning in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you saying? I... I um was more cautious of it on, when I was on the bottom or when I was on the top? On the top. Yeah. yeah on the top, yeah. Because you're, you're underneath trying to underneath, elevate. Underneath, yeah. Underneath, yeah. trying to elevate, elevate you so I could get my legs underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to just sprawl hard. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it did work. It did work. You know, it's, it stopped me from getting underneath there. <laughs> that was a heap of fun, but Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. What, what, got, what that got you in initially? And actually, you know what? I'll start. I was going to ask you, what got you going into the leg locks? But before I do, do you want to tell us a little bit about just how you even started martial arts or yeah, so, or what, yeah. What um, so I started martial arts uh, at the age of seven and that was back in 1984 when the Karate Kid got released <laughs> really yeah that was that release and it's funny when, when I when I was watching it um, I was in so or not of um, of Daniel LaRusso or Daniel San I, I just loved Mr. Miyagi yeah Mr. Miyagi was he was everything that I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was so cool. He was so calm, and his philosophies as well. Like he wasn't even a martial artist in, in real life. He never did martial arts. Mm. So he's was probably one of the most inspirational martial artists that wasn't a martial artist in my life. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, and just his philosophies that that he used throughout the movie that I still use to this day. It's like um, I remember saying one thing. Uh, there was like. Either you karate do or karate don't, no karate maybe. Karate do, left side of the road, karate don't, right side of the road. Karate maybe, middle of the road, squished like grape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the whole thing, like the life. It's like you either do it or you don't. You don't kind of half-ass yourself through it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you go, you go train martial arts, you go there and you, you spend your time while you train, put everything you can to the training because... No, it'd be an hour, hour and a half, but you make the most of what you what you can in, in, in that. 
I mean, that's the that's to go for any that's for yeah, anything that you're trying anything. to do, right? Yeah, anything in life. Yeah. You know, you you give it your all. Not kind of like oh, maybe. Oh, I'm not too sure if I should, oh, should I really do that. And like just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. So did you say 1984? Yeah, 1984. at the time. Yeah. So how how old does that make you without me doing the math? Uh, I'm still trying to remember. I think I'm 43. 43. <laughs> yeah, 43 years old. Yeah. 43. Purple belt. Man, you move, move well for... <laughs> yeah. I guess you got the benefit of like being a smaller guy like myself. Yeah. So you're like, you know, yeah. in shape and... Yeah. So just kind of make the most of what... Um, no, well, what I have available to myself. So I'm not a big, big guy. I'm not, I'm not loaded with strength. So... The one thing that I can use, or one thing I do have control, is like okay, I can move a lot more. I can squirm into places that, or squirm out of places that I can. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's just yeah, just make it the best of what you have. Yeah, of what you have um, in front of you. So the yeah, so the um, yeah, I, I did. I started doing. I didn't do karate. I started doing taekwondo when I was like seven, and um, I had. I remember my my first instructor. He um, he was tough. And he treated the kids like adults. So we didn't get like free passes, like, you know, playing games and things like, oh, you come and train in class, you're going to train like adults. And it was hard. I mean, it was hard. It was tough. Mm. But it did make me mentally tougher um, doing that. And you now if we laughed in class, I'd go, go punch the wall. <laughs> For about a minute. <laughs> like, oh, with your knuckles. Oh. <laughs> so it instilled that um, kind of respect earlier on and, and, and I've been seven years old, eight years old. Um, just that installation of respect was, um, um, I, I had to kind of acquire then and kind of carry it on through life as well. Yeah. Which is, I think martial arts is good for that. It's, it, whatever you learn, you, you carry it on through for the rest of your life. Mm. Mm. There you go. So that was the takeaway from your early, early starts. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did you, did you stick with that for long? Um, I spent like about five years on that. Um, and then I had a, I, I was kind of, at the time I hated doing it. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know why, because of, probably because of being a kid growing up and you get in your teen years and like, oh, I want to go play with my friends or like, you know, chase the girls around or, mm. you know, <laughs> do like stuff like that. Then I took a break and started playing rugby. Um, and I think I, just, I went back, one of the guys that, um, used to t uh, he was training at um, Taekwondo. He started running in Muay Thai classes. Yeah, and I kind of just ran around to him. I was like, oh, I can try some Muay Thai out. So I went there, started doing some Muay Thai, and I was like, oh man, I love this because it was um, it was more of a you do something wrong, you pay a penalty for it. <laughs> you yeah, know, you yeah, get yeah. hurt. <laughs> You'll get hurt for it. It's like okay, then, then I started learning like okay, if I, if I do something really do something half-assed. I'm going to pay the price for it. So then I started learning, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get tired on this, I'm going to get my guards up, I'm going to, um, at the time, check kicks. Well, don't like doing chicken kicks. It's kind of kyokshin side of things. But yeah, there's, um, the, the journey just started changed a little bit than the martial arts was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, how, how did you get down the grappling path? Oh, that was back in, 2014 actually might have been earlier I actually went to a class one of my mates that he started training me we used to have a we used to call it the Dazquan Dojo <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a it was an iron shed and 
I fucking kid you not, if it's like today, you know, like 39, 40 degrees, yeah. and there would be like 50 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used to train and like, you know, we used to have tie pads, we used to train together inside there, and fucking be hot. And one of the guys I used to work with, um, he ended up coming training with me, and he trained me for a while because he heard what I was doing, and he, I, he always used to tell me at work, he was like, Oh, I'm gonna come train and kick your ass. I was like, fucking come, man. Just come. <laughs> and he did come and he didn't leave. <laughs> so, but he, I, I got him his first fight and he ended up winning his fight. And then I said, I said to him, I was like, oh, look, the side of this hard to get fights over here. Um, but he wanted to compete a lot. He still wanted to, he loved that kind of um, two people going and then they try and simulate murder on each other. Mm. Then he ended up doing jiu-jitsu. He, he went to Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he followed his path or still going mine and then he invited me to come along to one of his classes. I'm not going to name the gym. Mm. <laughs> so I went along there and that was my first jiu-jitsu class and I hated it. Not not because of what we were doing, just mainly because there were like 60 people in the class and it was like, fuck, I'm not learning anything in here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting anything else. And then I got turned off it. So I just went back to what, it was, what I was doing. Um, I was doing a lot of kickboxing, um, karate, and kickboxing, and boxing as well. And then one place where I was doing boxing, um, this is Manny Dematos, um, he had a guy that was running jiu-jitsu classes there. And this is on Saturday mornings, I go there, I do boxing, and see them rolling around there. I might do that, do that class one weekend. And a few, couple of the guys from boxing, they started doing it. They said, oh, I've got to come and do jiu-jitsu. They're like, oh, okay. Okay, then tried it before, yeah. Tried before, didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't, like, didn't it. like it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, went in there, did the class because there's only like five of us in there, and I was like, Oh, this is cool, this is awesome. I remember doing the warm up, and <laughs> the warm up was like for 10 minutes. I remember getting out, it's like, Oh my fucking god, everything fucking hurts. I'm using muscles I've never used before, yeah. what the uh-huh. fuck. And then he's like, Okay, now we're gonna do the technique. It's like, What? <laughs> now we're gonna do more stuff, uh-huh. oh my god. And um, started doing a technique, technique, and we did, and then we did you know normal warm up, do technique, and do some rolls, and do some rolls afterwards. And I remember he was at, I, he wasn't going as hard, but he was just kind of just manhandling me. Yeah. And, I, and I was trying to just get out of his guard and just getting sweat left, right, center. And it's like fuck, what the fuck's going on here? I've done martial arts all my life, and then yeah, this yeah. guy just feels so vulnerable. Yeah. And yeah, ever since then, I just got got hooked on it. And he was uh, Marcus Lopez, and he was my first uh, uh, yeah. uh, jiu coach from there. And uh, yeah, I stayed with him for quite a few years. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, that's where my love for jujitsu. Um, but I've always been kind of the type of person when I when I would train somewhere, I love it when it's sort of like a you know sort of just starting. Yeah. When when someone's just starting. Um, Tea, not just starting teach, but just starting their classes. Yeah. And then you know, everyone's sort of on the same level. Yeah. And the building, you've seen the building from the start and growing. I love that. I yeah. just love that kind of small. That gym. was um that was exactly what it was like for me when I started at yeah. High Jiu Jitsu in Sydney. It was like he just started, he was a purple belt, there was probably twenty people, maybe thirty people on his list, but the classes were small. So like you immediately you step into the gym and even though it's you're not stepping into a gym with 200 members and you're like, you know, the white belt with the brand new gi that's like, yeah. cool, you know. Like you'll remember 200. Everyone knows everyone. It's like, <laughs> instead it's small yeah. and you're the new guy and so everyone like wants to get to know you. 
yeah. different kind of vibe, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can appreciate that. So, what are you? You just straight away, you just kept going back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went from. Uh, at the time, because I was training everything and anything. Yeah. Not only a Crianche, I was going to different gyms. I went to Crianche, I different martial arts. <laughs> and I was just, because I, I, I just loved training. I just yeah. absolutely loved, I loved learning. I just loved learning things. Yeah. And my passion of, of, of learning more martial arts came um, when I moved from Melbourne to Perth and just before I left Melbourne there's a few guys that we were training in different types of styles and we would meet up on a Sunday and we'll exchange like our different types of styles what we're learning and so one guy will like kind of teach sort of Sunday class like this is what we learn had guys were learning knives guys and this guy was um, doing jujitsu guy that was Muay Thai and I was kind of teaching the Kyokushin karate style that I was learning at the time mm. um, had guys that were PT just learn so we just like loved exchanging ideas and when when i was got open to that and i was like oh man there's so much to learn out there <laughs> there's no, so it's much. never ending and, and that's just yeah you know, forget about mixing in other martial arts yeah just think about one one martial art it probably never ends exactly yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> and when i moved to moved to perth because I, I fell in love with knife with um, the guy who was doing um, he did like Filipinos type of knife, and then when it came to Perth, it was like, uh, where, where am I going to find someone learns? I just went on Gumtree, and it's like knife martial arts, and the first guy was that guy, the boxing guy, the boxing man, the Matos, and yeah. he taught Filipino stuff, so I went and learned with with him, and yeah, and everything just went, poof, just went from there, <laughs> and I just started learning anything and everything, yeah. Japanese, um, Japanese sword Iado. Um, Kendo, Jodo, Krav Maga, just everything. Yeah. I saw, um, speaking of everything and anything, I seen during COVID when there was like full lockdown mode, yep. you, your Instagram, yep. you, were, you were out there on the mats in your backyard doing the, um, I think it was Kyokushin. Yep. And what was, the, what was the sword one that you uh, Iodo. Yeah, 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 that was like real slow and yeah. deliberate and yeah. like... Uh, what, how would you even explain that? Because it's almost like the it's art. A, yeah, the it's art. the art yeah. of... I would say sword, but it's the art of Budo. It's the art of, um, how can I explain? It's like having a purpose mm. to everything. And I, to this day, Yoda is the toughest martial arts that I've ever done. Because it's so, they're always striving for perfection but never quite attaining it. Mm. Yeah. So every single day, you always try and strive for perfection. And I remember when we had a, it was a workshop, one of those, the Japanese senseis came out from Japan. And because he started on there, you come up and enjoy your sword. I couldn't even get off my knee. He was like, nope, do it again. It's like, <laughs> and as soon as this guy moved, he's like, nope, do it again. I was like, oh God, because they had a translator because they spoke Japanese. And the, the way they're, uh, Japanese talk they tell you what you're doing wrong first and explain so what I'm hearing I'm saying like okay he explained to me what I'm doing right it's like no it's a reverse <laughs> he explained to you he's like this, this, this is wrong 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 and then this is how you do it I was like oh god I'm doing it no okay but yeah every single it's the hardest because it's all the minute it's the fine fine details mm. that you get right and the kind of Start from the fundamentals, get that detail right, go to the next one, 
go to the next one. Yeah. And, and is that kind of a um, martial art? Is that for you, like self defense, or is it more just like the art? And the you wanna, art. You yeah. Want to like look look real pretty and smooth and yeah, smooth and it's one of those. It's getting me like focused. Yeah. Like absolutely focused. Um, it's sort of like meditation as well. Yeah. It's a Zen meditation as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the um the Tai Chi. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Zen. It's that Zen art, and it just happens to have a weapon on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. So is that something you is you do that often, or is that just what you do in your own time? Like it's what I do in my own time. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the things I I got my um my they don't have belt levels. It's, they said I got my black belt in it, and they have like your Q levels, but and I got my black belt in it, and just started doing my own kind of journey with it, mm. just working my own journey. Yeah, mm. understood. So, what uh, is is jujitsu the main focus then? Right now, yeah, yeah. jujitsu is the main focus right now. Seems yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, just based on like how often you're training, I'm like, surely <laughs> you can't be training something else more. <laughs> and it yeah it has been going to flows, and if I get severely injured. Yeah. Um, especially like on my knee or something um, I'll pull back on that and then I'll go okay I'll do some boxing or something yeah. like that I'll, I'll switch another one I'll, I'll do sword I'll do Filipino like some knife stuff or some stick stuff because I don't need to move around as much but it's still kind of keeping that martial arts mind ticking as well mm. Mm. so what what was the you've done a fair bit of competition in Jiu Jitsu right yeah. And, yeah at what stage did you start to get involved in that or like re, I said I'm we were talking earlier about in your blue belt, you're sort of like stagnating and getting yeah. through. Like, do you want to talk to me a little bit about those periods? Yeah, so um, I, I've always been competing, has always been like a um, like a base for me to kind of improve myself. When I was in Kyokushin, I was always fighting in that and always find like my um, skill level always stepped up because. Um, no, you, you tend to go against the best, mm. best people, and it was the same with jujitsu. Um, I like to I like to compete to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Mm. Um, so all the stuff that I'm learning, when I get caught in something, like okay, how do I fix that? Then I will go back to my coach, like because he he'll, he's always seen as like, what happened? What did I do wrong here? Oh, you got your head on the wrong side. I've got caught in guillotine or something. Yeah, um, you escaped on the wrong side. It's like oh okay, so it's a yeah, it's a good way to kind of learn how to identify straight away. I was like, okay, I got caught in that. It's like, fuck, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> <laughs> when someone someone else is on the other side is trying to like severely kind of hurt you or something. Yeah, or severely yeah. cause harm to you. And, and as much as we say like jujitsu is like the gentle art and competition, you are out there trying to hurt the person. Yeah. You are trying to get submission. You are trying to like choke them out. You are trying to like hopefully not break them or get a tap out of them. Yeah, you have to go to that point where you are going to physically make cause maim, but give them a chance where they can end it when they want. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a little bit. So you're saying if you if you catch someone's arm or even a leg, especially, yeah, you'll you'll give them opportunity. To exactly. See. Yeah, yeah. Um, state level, national level, I I won't go out there to cause serious harm, especially uh, if I go into like a heel hook or something. I won't go in there to like rip the shit out of it and try and. St- you know, explode the knee. Yeah, yeah. trunk was like give them a chance to tap. Like they're gonna then, if you're skilled enough, especially the high levels, you're skilled enough. You know that the guy will like okay, they got that. Yeah. Either I'm gonna seriously hurt myself, not go to work, or I can just tap out now. Yeah. Yeah. So give them the option, and then gets that point where, oh, fuck it. 
I've got to make this decision if this guy's still trying to get out I've got to go a bit further now yeah so that's when they you know you <laughs> inside you get and these demons like do I really want to win or do I re- am I really going to cause seriously harm to this guy but... yeah <laughs> yeah and the, and the other way to look at it it's the same thing because even if you don't have like let's say MMA yeah if you have an opportunity to take the guy out, you take the guy yeah, out. Because yeah. if you don't, if you if you if you don't in that moment and you let him survive and you just transition and then all of a sudden it's back to a fifty fifty mm. and then you get starched and you're out cold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you can't afford to like let opportunity slip. That's it, yeah. But like in jujitsu it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Yeah. You yeah. probably can like, yeah, at you know, the at if the you don't want to explode someone's knee, you can probably yeah, allow yeah, them to continue yeah. and, and and let them and yield, let let them have it, mm. let them have the escape. At the elite pro level, yeah, you'll go there to the finish if you if you if you're a professional jujitsu no, training every single day and you're doing comps every single weekend, yeah, then you are going to go for the finish. You are going to go straight away as soon as you get the arm. You are going to rip the arm off, yeah, because that's what you're doing. You're it's your professional going there to compete all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Money state, on the line, yeah, that's a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, where it's like majority of the state tournaments is like you now we're guys that go to work on yeah. Monday and we we're not getting paid to do these competitions. We're doing because we enjoy it. And the best outcome is like if you win and you go back to work. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of with a little bit yeah, yeah. Of, like a medal. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, you you you're fighting for like a, a one dollar medal off Alibaba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's that's what it essentially comes down to. Yeah, but the yeah, so the the the, the competing sides of thing, um, you know, white belt went through that, and then got to blue belt, and I was I was kind of competing. Not as much as my wipeouts those because I did injure my knee, got the meniscus, and I was kind of out for about six weeks, and then kind of came back, took a bit light. But then, um, it was the end of two thousand and seventeen, and my me and my ex-wife we broke up, and that went a turbulent. Uh, it was turbulent time for me at that time, and I was um, went you know, the best way I can deal with it straight to alcohol, mm. <sighs> smashed alcohol. And I remember I was like spending about easily two grand a weekend on the alcohol. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was going out to clubs, going to strip clubs, and to spend two grand easily. Like yeah. Friday, Saturday, back to work, normal again. Oh. And then I, I, I got to a point where it was like, fuck, I can't do this every single day. Fucking hell. And then I came with a bright idea. It's like, you know what? I'm going to compete at the Worlds this year. <laughs> the Worlds Masters. Yeah. And then it's like... Okay, how I'm gonna do that? It's like, and then I just made up made up a plan. I made a plan. It's like, how I'm gonna to get to the world masters? So, okay, I need to be doing the six minute training. I need to work on certain positions that I'm not really good at. These positions I've got to work on. So I pretty much drew up a plan, and then I've got to compete as much competitions that I, as I can, and train anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. So I drew up this plan. And what? No more weekend menders. Yeah, and that 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 stopped me. I I stopped drinking until after worlds. Yeah, until no, after no, worlds. No, no, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but yeah, yeah. So that gave the plan, and and then I was just like, "This is the plan. This is what I'm going to do now." Yeah. Did I, you need? Did you need something like that? I needed it. Yeah. yeah. To, I, need to, to, I mean, just to uh, straighten the ship. Yeah, straighten the ship and keep me focused on something. Yeah. I had to keep focused on something. It's one thing that um, that stopped me thinking about. Um, you know, because because I went seriously depressed. Yeah, I am really depressed at the time, and martial arts has always been my vices. Kind of, you know, dealing with shits what's happening now instead of like worrying about what's happened in the past. Yeah, present moment. Yeah, right? present moment. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it is. It's getting really present. 
and that's the problem. Most of us we're either we're either worried about the future or or reflecting on the past. Yeah, and yeah, like not, yeah. Not being present. Yeah, that that's exactly what is. You now this is how I put anxiety and depression. Anxiety is thinking what's happening in the fear of the future. Yeah. Depression is about dwelling in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's you know, the, well, as soon as you get say. to the present, those kind of disappear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like. Man, everyone has like different um, things that have happened, like adversity or trauma in different ways, whether it's childhood, whether mm. it's failing marriages, whether yeah. it's whatever, whatever. But like everyone is suffering yeah. in some way. No, yeah. no, I, I, I would be very, very surprised to see, to meet a human who's like, nah, nothing wrong's ever happened in my life. Yeah. You know, like if they are, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, yeah. everyone has something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, I guess, some people um, handle it better than others, and that's the the whole thing that I is. You need to have like a third place or a yeah. third thing, and obviously, and for so many people, it's the martial arts, mm, different mm. different styles, yeah, whatever it yeah. is. But martial arts for yeah. me as well. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit like music, it could be painting, it could be anything, it could be, I don't know, something that takes your mind away mm. from those factors. Mm. The, the past and the present, are oh, the the present? Oh, sorry. The past and the future. This gets you away from those. Anything that you can do to yourself to kind of get you involved with what's happening now. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. That, and that's the and a pursuit, pursuit, right? Pursuit of um, improvement. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like what your your preparation for competition. Yeah, yeah. So, you what you figured out your plan, and then and then what's how, how long you have six months? At Blue yeah, Belt. six months. Yeah. Well, you want to do worlds yeah, as worlds. Blue Belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months. And how'd it go? Um, did it go as well? Well, the the competition, but also the the preparation. Oh, the, the preparation was um, it improved me immensely. Yeah, like my. Like, like, like we were talking earlier how I went to that plateau phase then um, my level just went up because I was more um, you know so you had a purpose but I was more open to things then I was more open to the um, okay this is how we pass guard this is how you can retain the guard this had you know how um, keep pressure on so I was more open to that and then I started getting privates with different people so I want to learn. So I'm more open to like, oh, how do they do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? Mm. And just getting all these you know, little little bits of information here, there. It's like, okay, now I'm going to kind of put this into my game. Yeah. How do I how do I put that into my game? And that that was the yeah doing all those things kind of yeah that really cemented that that stage on my blue belt. And as soon as then I got back from the worlds, the worlds got back. That's when I got my purple. Yeah, straight after that, because just this level that I that, that I, and my, my learning, my training, just kind of stepped up um, exponentially. Yeah. Mm. So you got through that that uh, that roadblock. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, what, and you were at time periods you were saying before where you were like not sure if you'd continue training. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the blue belt blues. Blue belt blues. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I didn't really think that was a thing. I've heard about it. It was like you know I was talking about, it. but when you get it's like ah, oh, exactly that is what it is. <laughs> Because because that's a white belt, your level of learning goes from I oh know fuck all, and then goes boom. Yeah, no? yeah, it's steep, right? Yeah, it's, it's a steep, steep learning curve. Yeah, and then you sort of get to like up to the top there, and then it's like ah, oh, okay, now we kind of reach this level. Of like I've kind of learned all these techniques, and I'm not really getting anywhere. Now. Yeah. Oh, you've kind of learned your level of learning has gone up, and the guys are under you. They're kind of going. They're nearly catching up. It's like what's happening here? These guys are so like, but because they're their learning curve has gone up as well there yeah. and then they sort of just kind of there it's like how did they get there they were so fast 
And that, that happens, right? And then there's elements of like someone who's more gifted or someone who's yeah. more committed. They'll, they'll start after you and then they'll end up better than you. And mm. then they, you know, you're, you're tapping them and then you're, then all of a sudden you, it's hard to tap them. And then all of a sudden you can't. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're tapping they're you. Tapping, and yeah, then you're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I also, also learned. Like there's, there are freaks out there that just pick it up so fast. Yeah. They are just absolutely freaks. Um, uh, Scott, um, that's going to be in the Carpenter. Yeah, Scott Carpenter. Yeah, he was a friend. I remember rolling him. This was when I was starting. I sort of got midway through my um, world prep. I remember rolling him at Luke's place, um, and I, I think he just got his blue belt. And I rolled it. And he just destroyed me. It's like, oh man, how long you had your blue belt for? It was like, oh, I just got it last week. It's like, what? And I was like, how long have you been training for? I was like, oh, about six months. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you! Were you a purple belt at the time? And I was a blue belt. This was yeah. like my mid yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of comp prep stage, and I was like, "Where where'd this guy come from?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight out of it was just straight, born straight out of some Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, the mountains of Brazil. <laughs> and then Luke kind of explained to me, "He's like, yeah, he's a freak. He's tapping everyone out of the gym." It's like, oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all we've all met people who are like that. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. They just pick it up real quick. Yeah, there, there's some people that um jiu-jitsu is just made for them mm. that they, they, that's it's just yeah that's martial art that's just for them man yeah. they're just born for it and so and so what you got your purple belt and and what you've you've moved you're training at other gyms and and how, how's the journey as a purple belt gone um the what I, i'm actually loving the purple belt journey because it switched my mindset of as a blue belt i was there just to uh, we're sort of like the the first half of blue, but I was there just to kind of like, man, I'm just going to train, I'm just going to train and train and train and train without even, you know, having that kind of like, oh, I want to learn this, I need to do this, I need to do this. Mm. Um, so you're just on the mats rolling? Yeah, on the mats rolling. Yeah. When now it's like purple, about I'm perfecting my game. Yeah. The game that, um, um, where we are in a purple, but you get to the stage of purple, it's like, okay, you need to have, what is your game? Yeah. What is your what is your what is your yeah you know, your your purpose, and train jiu-jitsu? Well, what are you going to be strong at? And then I was like, okay, this is my game. I'm going to go and work at. And my game was like, I love playing. Um, I love playing off my back now. Um, <laughs> um, I know people are going to hate. It's like, I love pulling guard. I'm going to get so much hate for that. But I love pulling guard. Um, I don't like to spend that much time battling for groups, trying to get the single leg, trying to get double leg, or trying to get that throw get in the back. Um, I'm 43. <laughs> no? yeah, yeah. I'd love, love to conserve my energy for, for the times when I need to explode. So if I can get down to the ground in the positions that I want and start playing my game, then, then fine. I'll yeah. do that. I'll do it from those positions. And that's why my game is going from there. And then um, the leg locks have really kind of taken off in purple belt because um, white belt, I love doing footlocks and got the pur- um, got to the blue belt, I was still doing footlocks and then kind of went away because of the worlds and then just kind of focused on guard passing and then um, sweeps, um, especially IBJJF, working for advantages. Yeah. The whole game changes this little subtle movements because the the, a match is won on advantage. Yeah. And that's the truth of it <laughs> with IBJJF or AFBJJF. Um, 
but yeah, it started going purple belt, and then I started falling in love with um, leg lock. Not leg loss, but leg lock entries. Yeah. Get into the entanglements. Do you think that's a good way to start leg locks, is to just focus on the entries? Entries, just yeah. So you can just get there, get yeah, there, get there, yeah. get there. Get to the entries, working on the entries. Yeah, okay. And that also, working, um, identifying the entries, you know how a person is going to do a leg lock on you then. So once you know the entries, how to get in, you know that, okay, this guy's trying to get into that position, you know, mm. saddle or 50-50 or um, single leg X. Once you understand that, it's like, okay, I can't keep my legs on the outside now. I need to keep my legs on the inside mm. the whole time. So you're know, like saying battling for that inside leg, inside leg, both your legs on the inside. Mm. Yeah, I got to the point today where I was doing that to you. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to do that. Usually it's not a ma- massive focus for me, but I like quickly figured out that if I didn't have my legs on the inside yeah. you were going to punish me yeah yeah so you, I don't know if you noticed that adjustment yeah, it just it did change yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. where I was at, at first it was like to keep things moving I happy to like obviously I'm not saying from a perspective it's all me choosing what happens of course yeah. you're you're trying to do what you're trying to do as well but in my mind at first I wasn't too worried about I was just kind of like letting you enter, letting it happen. And then after a bit, I was like, I need to start preventing this. Yeah. Like get the legs on the inside and, and then make you make you choose something else. Choose something, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then just see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and that's, that's, that's what I find with the, as a purple belt as well, is um, forcing your game upon the other person. Mm. So, you know, you, you build up what, what your game is, but then it's also like, okay, I'm going to, initiate my game and I'm going to force them to accept my game mm-hmm. so that's what the purple belt when you get into that purple belt level you learn your game then try and to force it upon the other person that they comply with your game mm. Mm. or they get stuck in the middle of the yeah, game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they get <laughs> yeah. stuck trying to deal with it yeah 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 which was us at times right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's interesting how like just I guess it's just the I don't even necessarily think the belt is like you know the conscious decision to start doing each of these mm. things it's just kind of like the level that comes level, with it yeah. because yeah. you get to a point obviously it's around that purple belt level where you're probably as as much as there's people who are a higher level than you and you're the one still defending and get, getting all your defences and escapes and getting tapped and stuff yeah. as well because you're getting they're enforcing their game on you. Mm. If you're a purple belt, there's a lo- probably a lot more people below you than there is above you, right? Yeah. In your yeah. average gym. Yeah. You're probably, if you're looking at the, um, you know, where you sit in the gym, you're probably in what, the top 70%? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. You would think the amount of people below you as a purple yeah. belt. Well, you think of the amount of people that drop out and white belt then once you get the blue belt there's a big drop off there by the time you get the purple you're pretty much <laughs> set to carry on through so oh, if you do kind of stop mainly for injuries mm. but then you can then you kind of come back yeah 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 I've always uh, not I've always said sorry my coaches have always said if you get your purple belt you should get your black belt yeah yeah, yeah. you're pretty much on your way there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, you, yeah you, you, you've just got through the clouds so you, <laughs> yeah. you can see the black belt in the distance yeah. there's still a long way <laughs> yeah. to go yeah. But you can at least see it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. before purple, there's like a big cloud there, and you can't. You got no idea mm. where it is. Mm. And that's that's where it comes down. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't know. But. And that's where it comes down to instructor. Because the instructor knows when you're ready for your next spell. No, because um, they don't. 
they know that okay this is the level you should be okay and they can understand the the changes when you get to like when you get to the white belt you got to that point there and when you get to blue belt they can see that change like okay now they're ready for purple belt mm. and even if you didn't have belts if you take the whole belts out of the equation now they're at this level oh they're at this level oh, yeah they're at this level this is where they they've been causing this much trouble for a guy at this level yeah mm. yeah yeah that's i'd imagine that's how it gets measured right yeah so what's um so right now as a purple world do you have any problems keeping motivation or is it just a discipline thing for you um you it's more for injury thing for me now okay um injury management so it's not um it's trying to get recovery as well recovery yep. injury management um i'm tapping a lot more as i did as a blue belt and a white belt mainly because like okay i'm caught boom tap start again yeah don't get injured you yeah tap don't early. get injured tap yeah. early then start again and if you what, what i find like if you're not tapping in class you're not learning mm. <laughs> you know now you now you get into those positions like oh damn i got caught in there okay i just want to get caught in there next time okay tap reset and what i love about the the new german training app with lee at grappling techniques um the monday and thursday night, night classes they're in positional rolling so they're starting in positions um say 50 50 or starting in half guard bottom half guard and if someone if you get tapped or they pass the guard or something like that then yeah. reset yeah reset reset so you're always like you're, you're trying new things as well so you're doing those positions constantly for about half an hour each i think or 20 minutes each and you're going with different partners and then you get caught okay i got caught all right start again yeah oh, forces to improve right yeah 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 because that 50 50 is a di like it's one of those positions where it's like it's a bitch yeah <laughs> yeah right? yeah if you're everyone's just trying to cut the corner get to 80 20 and yeah it just feel, and it just feels like everyone's racing and screaming <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like oh that's my experience anyway yeah if you're not trained in 50 50 um yeah it does feel like oh hey this is like a as in the fifth, it's whoever kind of gets up first or whoever kind of grabs them. But if um, what what I'll find in 50-50 is like I'll, I'll go for like the the ideal setup that I want, mm -hmm. which um, um, then I'll it will expose the heel. Or if that works out, I kind of move it to the other side. So I do have like my set game for that position. This is, I'm going to this, to this, that, and finish. Yeah, and that that's where that's what I'm going to. And only because I know the positions where I need to be, where I need to be at like an eighty twenty, and if they don't work, then I go to ninety ten, and if that doesn't work, then I stand up. <laughs> then I stand up. Yeah. <laughs> then I pull the guard again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So what you mentioned, um, well, anxiety and depression and stuff earlier, yeah. and I know you're doing uh, like a lot of meditation, breath yeah. work, obviously jujitsu, martial arts. Do you feel is that all sort of like or a um, something that helps with those sorts of things. Yeah, it's like a um, holistic approach now. Yeah, what, what we've been doing. So, jujitsu gets me kind of whatever happening now and kind of offloads what has happened during the day or during the week, and I can go there. And I find it's like a good. As soon as you have anger, you have a bit of anger and um, stress as well. Jujitsu is great for that. Mm. Um, well, well, any kind of yeah, any kind of work, working out. Yeah, working right? out. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Active, punch in the bag. Fit, yeah, yeah, punch the bag. Or something. Yeah. Let out the aggression. It's it's a great, great release. Um, 
the breath work is something that I can use um, start my day. Um, something in use like, okay, I haven't got a partner. Okay, I'm just going to do this repetitions and do a breath hold. Yeah. And then it'll kind of bring everything back down again. Okay, I'm back in my space again. Back yeah. to where I need to be. But the, the, they are kind of... Well, when, when I talk about talk to people about breath work, breath work is like a broad term. It's like saying, I do martial arts. And then people go like, oh, okay. What kind of martial arts do you do? Do you do um, blah, blah, blah? It's like, oh, no, I do this type. Like, or some people say... Um, Oh yeah, I do do breath work as well. Um, then they explain to me, oh, so you're doing the um, Kundalini type breathing? Oh, yeah, that's cool. And they ask me, well, do I do that? It's like, ah, oh, kind of. <laughs> this is the same kind of concepts that involve. I'll do that in the morning. The the two types that I do is one that is kind of gets me focused, and the other type of breath work, which is the real, uh, which I run my workshops, is the deep. And it gets into your subconscious yeah. side of your mind, so side of the brain. So it delves really deep, and whatever is kind of stuck or trapped in there, it gets released out. Yeah, yeah. Is that what's what's the um? How, you do that on your own every day. Um, the present one, where kind of um, one I do in the morning. That that's a, I do like it takes about five minutes. Just a calming one. Just a calming like, is that one. Just yeah. deep sort of like yeah. Like kind of go get present. Yeah. yeah, like an all get get kind of present. And it's like a um, almost like meditation. Meditation, yeah. yeah, and meditation, and this gets into that zone. Right. Yeah, and what what I do there, I'm I'm breathing, um, connected breathing, and what I mean by connected, um, there's no pauses at the top of my breath, no pause at the bottom, and it's like a smooth. Con, uh, get that circle kind of wave yeah just the yeah. wave of breathing in out in out there's no pauses at all and then at the end of that I'll do like a breath hold for as long as I can um, uh, so exhale exhale like, yeah. exhale everything exhale and then everything hold, and then hold, hold the your breath. breath on an empty lung empty lung yeah yeah right where like do a lot more because you're relaxed yeah and well, when I first started doing I was tense as fuck <laughs> trying to hold it yeah. and and I, I couldn't hold it at all then the ex the exhalation of your breath you should be relaxing all the time or releasing mm. and what i put is like your inhale is like my effort my exhale i'm surrendering i'm relaxing yeah and my whole body's just like relax 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 yeah effort in relax out then i do a breath hold and then yeah but then uh, as soon as i finish that um i just work out what i need to do and my head what i need to do um for myself now if um could be act of service. I need to um, relax for like five minutes just for myself or um, be more gentle on myself or kind of be more positive towards myself, be more gratitude. You know, it could be something like that. Just the one thing I can do for the day. Yeah. And then I carry out that during the day. Just keep thinking about it like your thing for the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep that kind of that intention or that affirmation for the day. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's a good thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There you go. And you're, and you're real strict with that? Doing yeah. Breath work Every single then, day. Yeah. Five yeah. minutes in the morning. Every single day, yeah. And then later before bed or? Um, if I had a tough day, yeah, I'll do the rest. Or if I had a tough jujitsu session. <laughs> yeah. Or calm down, right? Calm down, yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. there's sometimes, I don't know if you, had, you, you may have had it, may have not. If I had like a solid session, some solid rolls, I come home and I'm pinging. Yeah. I just can't go to sleep. Uh, I th- yeah. I've, I've heard my, my coach in Sydney, his podcast, the High Jiu-Jitsu podcast, they've talked about that sort of stuff and how to, um, re- like, if you want to listen to that, guys, you can. 
he's done a great episode talking about how getting wired at training and I think I don't know if everyone's experienced it but I have for sure and it's mostly when I do a late session so if there's yeah, like a 6pm six, yeah. 6 class yep. to 7.30 even if I go hard then by the time I get home and have dinner and eat and settle mm-hmm. down like it's no issue but if I do like a 8 o'clock class and I'm yeah. there till 9 and then still rolling at 9.30 or whatever like open mat after then you get home late and then it can be a problem yeah and so that's the um, breathing to calm down. Yeah, like breathing to calm helpful. down to bring it down again. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I've been. It's only this year I did a cold relig- shower too. Yeah, cold shower. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's only this year I started doing religiously, every single day, every single morning. Because um, I gave up drinking, um, on uh, December thirty first last year, the New Year's resolution. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I there, there, there was a I was another stage I just broke up with ex-partner another ex-partner and i was drinking lots i was drinking heavily and i was like all right i gotta do something about this game wouldn't i can't compete again (laughs) Uh, uh, too old for that (laughs) and then i was like you know i'll just give up drinking and then i had to figure out what i'm gonna do to kind of you know get that purpose and then i was like okay i'll do my breath work every single morning every single day for a year and a cold shower in the morning first thing in the morning yeah do that and then also I started, um, I told myself I would read at least one book a week mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. So I started doing that. So that kind of kept me, uh, okay, I'll, I'll do a breath work, have a cold shower, read. This is about 5, I'll wake up 5 a.m. in the morning, do yeah. that, and I'll read for about an hour or something. Every, really? Every yeah. day? Yeah. Still do it? Yep. Yeah, wow, yep. there you go. So you've been disciplined. Yeah, disciplined, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely disciplined. I've got to do that. But it's it's forming that habit. The first first two or three weeks, yeah, I was pretty hard. I was like, oh, I've got to get up. But then it just became a habit. Yeah. It's like, I can't not get up. As soon as I wake up, I was like, okay, I'm getting up. It's like autom- automatic. Yeah, I yeah. get up, I go sit outside. Oh, it's not raining. I'll just sit somewhere, do my breath, jump in the shower, grab my book, read down the hour okay then I'll start my day <laughs> yeah the, the habit that everything starts out with motivation yeah and then motivation wears off mm, and then it comes exactly. down to discipline yeah and then and if you discipline long enough and the habit's formed then it's easy yeah it's yeah. just your routine right that's it yeah it becomes yeah, yeah. a routine and was the no drinking was that just a um from 31 December was it just a one year goal just to get through it one started year? as one year goal yeah um now it's um I'm probably going to get to the end and still not drink. Yeah. But I won't, if, if I do feel like I really want to drink, I probably will have a drink. Yeah. But I only forget that so I'm like, yeah, I feel like really having a drink right now. But I won't go to like where usually I'll be excessively, excess, excessively drinking. Yeah. I'll just have one drink and like, okay, that's kind of got me into a happy place. Okay, I'll just keep carrying on what I'm doing now. Yeah. And you can do like the, if you want to have, oh, I don't know if it's the right, I don't know if you... Yeah, you could just buy like one beer. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. have to buy a carton. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever you yeah. drink or a yeah. whole bottle. Just a, one. And yeah. you take that home and I was like, if you crack one, taste it, then you're like, back <laughs> to the shops. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, but it used to be even when they used to compete. Yeah. Um, I would go off drinking. Oh, well, that depends what I was training. If it was um, Kyokushin fights, I would like use it a three-month camp. So I wouldn't drink for three months. Yeah. Or jujitsu, I'll, I'll stop for drinking for a month or something. And then at the end, once I've done the competition or the fight, I'll go like, okay, I'll reward myself. 
and I wrote myself like burgers and yeah. cake and then beers and drinks and then I'll just go absolutely stupid on it. And like yeah, one week's two, two yeah. weeks three, yeah. and then yeah. you're out of shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the and it was, it was like the um because I starved myself so long of it and then I go went to excess. <laughs> yeah. So I was like there was there was nothing there and it's like, oh I'm going to excess on this. Gotta find it like Mr. Miyagi says, you gotta find that balance. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah. Well the there was a saying when I was doing Kyokushin, it was like, train hard, party harder. <laughs> that's what they used to say. No, I don't know if that's the last <laughs> yeah, Exactly, I know. <laughs> but when you used to see them, it was like, oh my God, yeah, they, are, they do party hard. <laughs> so what's, I was going to ask you on the, the breath work stuff, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the deep breathing one that you do, yeah. is, that the, is that called holotropic breathing? Holotropic, yeah. Holotropic, cathartic, um, yeah, those are those are the two terms that get thrown around quite a lot. Holotropic is a, a trademarked kind of term. Um, so a lot of I know like James Nestor and I've on yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast and on another podcast I listen to called The Art of Manliness. He's yeah. been on that. Yeah. I've listened to that. Um, but I, and there's been other other breathing people, right? Wim Hof. It's become yeah. it's become popular. Yeah, like the like recently. Yeah. Well, not recently, but you know what I'm saying. It's become, yeah, it has exploded. Like yeah. I noticed, not the last, especially with what what happened with COVID now, mm. and people are kind of starting to turn to things. Um, they've identified, trying to figure out who they are, because they've been stuck at home, and especially what I found with martial artists because they couldn't train, and they feel like, what the fuck am I? What am I without martial arts? What am I as a person? What am I without my without my job as a lawyer? Yeah, or totally. A doctor yeah, or, yeah. Or an electrician, whatever. Yeah. You know, what, what am I? Yeah, and everyone's asking that, so they're trying to find answers. And um, breathwork does seem to be the thing that that is kind of popping up on their feed, <laughs> and they're they're going towards that. And oh, there's this funny thing after I, I did have the same thing. I was like, oh now what am I? I don't know who I am. After you know, can't do martial arts. What am I going to do? Hate my job. <laughs> and then I started um, looking at things. What can I do? Because I can't do any training. What can I do now? And then I started looking at um, online courses, free online courses. And then there was a clinical psychology one came up to me. Mm. I was like, oh, I'll do that. And I started doing this course and I was like, fuck, this is amazing. I think I'm going to do this. I love this. I love this psychology thing. And then I started looking to going back into studying. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I could do a psychology degree. Looked up. Um, looked into it to see what was um, how I could get into it. I was like, oh, I need to do. Um, since you didn't finish school and you haven't been university, you need to do um, like a bridging pathway courses. Yeah. So I did like a um, academic writing, and I so I signed up, uh, registered to that, and the the tutor that was running the um, the course, she mentioned that this is the largest amount of students we have ever had um, due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So many people have had this realization like, I'm not happy with where I am right now. Mm. I want to change my direction. And that's what what's what kind of happening now. People are like, what am I doing? Oh, they're taking stock of what's up. Yeah. Of what's up. Yeah. What, you know, what, like... what really matters to them in life. Yeah. 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 It's a tough one. And, and COVID's like sort of, thrown it in everyone's face right yeah yeah and, and some people in, in 
it's a bit different in Perth, right? Because it's sort of business as usual right now. Yeah, but there was yeah. there was a period of time where we're in lockdown and gyms were shut and people were at home and all that sort of stuff. And and I guess you depends on which way you want to fall. You can either like keep good habits and stay at home and you know yeah. self development, self improvement, whatever way you want. Just and and you know kick back, have a balance of everything as well. Mm. Or you can be the kind of people who just veg out on the couch eat yeah. shit drink piss yeah. and just run amok for like three months and just yeah. think like oh I'm getting paid for this yeah. you know like I don't th- I don't know how helpful that is though mm. you know and I'm, I'm grateful that I did give up drinking because mm. that would have been me <laughs> that would have been me um, had we got forced to stay home from work for four three weeks but I took another extra week off for four weeks I would have been here drinking those bottles of whiskey that have got up there that I don't don't touch anymore. <laughs> I'll take them off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was fortunate enough that's like around that time Cam Sobes put out those online programs. Yeah. And I start and I just was at a point right I felt like I was stagnating in my jujitsu. Mm. And then he put those out and he's kind of style and the way like just his style of jujitsu is exactly like pretty much what I was looking for. Just jumped onto that, did it, and it, the first one was amazing. Yeah. And I just kept signing up for them, and I've been doing it the whole way, pretty much. And some some of them I'll like watch more than others, but you know, like mine's mine's in the game. Mm. And then like with my neck injury, it was still kept me focused on jujitsu. Yeah, focused yeah. on improving, focused on learning. And then I was also doing. I bought the Sam Harris app. You know that meditation app. Yeah. Started doing that yeah. for the first time ever, and I, I real I looked today because I knew I, we were going to talk about breath work and yeah. stuff and it's kind of the same sort of yeah yeah um you know same realm yeah um i looked it up and i've got uh, 1000 mindful minutes oh wow <laughs> yeah which works out to be i think about 16 hours 16 17 hours and that's over like 97 sessions in the last six months wow. i worked it out i worked it out today i've done about on average five minutes a day but i was doing the 10 minute ones which yeah. which basically means on average across the six months i've had it i've done about once every second day mm. which is for me that's like I'm a white belt at it but that's like good yeah. you know because for the last 29 and a half years of my life I hadn't meditated at all yeah and yeah. I didn't know what it meant to try and slow your mind down yeah so they, they call the uh, monkey mind yeah yeah <laughs> they're the chimps yeah the chimps there just going hand run me yeah that Homer Simpson yeah. thing bang 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 I'm trying to sleep shut up yeah <laughs> That's what it's like, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there, there's a like, like when when I have um, every single when I finish my sessions in the morning, mm. um, as soon as I come out after that, it's the it's the best part of the day I love, because I'm I mean, I'm just sitting outside and I just hear all the noises and I'm just I'm just present, focusing what I can hear, and I'm just like I'm actually in a really cool place. I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm. Staying in a house where I get to the, listen to all these natural birds and this nice neighborhood, and then you just being real grateful for things mm. as well. Yeah. When it's so easy to not be. Yeah. Because yeah. you could focus instead on everything that you don't have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing like, our negative um, narratives are fucking strong <laughs> compared to our what we the positive stuff stuff we say about ourselves yeah all the negative side of things that, that they just stay there like that little thing on your shoulder <laughs> it's attached yeah. to it the whole time and it's hard to get rid of them yeah it's really hard to get rid of them and but that that is what 
breath work does well that's what it, what is done done for me like mm. proper that deep breath work that gets into the subconscious part and that's what i've seen facilitating a lot um man it has released so lot of shit that people have held on and most of the time it's come from childhood um childhood trauma and most i've seen shit just get released right in front of my eyes and it's and just looking at their I see them coming, a lot of the people, especially these, these are like private sessions, one-on-one sessions. Mm-hmm. I see them coming and they do look like they have um, like a heavy sack on their shoulders. Mm. They walk in and when they leave, it's like they're another person. It's like they're, they're just, uh, just something just come taken off their shoulders and let's see them just transform. Mm. Just actually changes some different person. And so, what, what do you th- do? You think? Uh, well, I'm not sure how it works, like breathing at that level. But is it is it making them aware of what some of the deep issues are, so that they can resolve them? They go away and can and work on them and, and get past it. Yeah. Or, or do you think you like during it solves it? It's um, it's identifying it. Uh, what what the subconscious part of the the brain does. It makes things more efficient by doing things and doing normal everyday things without thinking about it. Mm. Um, I explain to people like take take it for instance walking. If we thought using our conscious part of our brain walking, there's mm. so much shit we have to think about, like counterbalance. Um, I've got to go on my heel first. I've got to push on my big toe first. Roll onto my outside of my yeah. <laughs> that's my foot. Um, engage that. Um, my glute, step that foot forward, land that on the heel first, land on the toe, and do it all over again. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, or even just breathing. Yeah, or breathing. Yeah, <laughs> just breathing. Yeah, or even just breathing. So our subconscious brain, that 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 what it forms. So we don't have to think about it. But the only problem with that, we form all these other things that we think about. Um, like say we got like trauma stuff that we we got when we're younger, and how we dealt with it. So we dealt with a certain way. Of, when we're younger, and then automatically, okay, this is how you can deal with it every single time. But you don't form the attachment like, why? Where did they come from? How, why, why is it every time someone, I get called out that I explode? Like, I, get out, I don't know why. Mm. I don't know what the reason reason is. But once, um, what the, what I find with the breath work has done, it goes into that subconscious, identifies, brings into the conscious side of your brain, like, uh-huh that's why yeah <laughs> now i know why that and because we're always always trying to search for why yeah why what is what what is my why 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 am i doing this why are you doing that why is that soon soon you find the answers like oh. you, you know you might get that thing when you're trying to remember someone's name you go home and you're like what the fuck was his name you sit in bed the whole time like, oh this is gonna kill me to remember his name as soon as you remember it it's like oh that's a job yeah. <laughs> and then you're fine then you carry on yeah 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 <laughs> and that's exactly what it is like it's like once you identify it it's like that's what it was yeah oh. so how, how would you for someone who's never done it before and they you know coming into it thinking about all the perhaps some confrontational things that are going to pop up you yeah. know some of their deep seated problems or whatever you know yeah. could make people nervous or anxious going into it yeah. Um, How would you sort of like guide someone through that? Breathe. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. All I tell the people is like, you come in here, 
So it is something simple, breathing. Yeah. Simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> All you need to do is just keep on breathing. Because what, what happens when bre- um, what happens in breath is there's three things that happen. They're called like the triangle. <laughs> I'm going to go off a little bit of a tangent off here. The guy that I learned off uh, took me a while to find someone that was, um, I know that I kind of resonated with. I researched all over the place. Then I stumbled across a YouTube clip of this one guy and he was talking about um, in the breath work. Then he dropped it and it seems like um, he's talking about the triangle. Yeah, and it seems like when you're doing jujitsu, you know, you catch someone in a triangle. You got there, it's like, whoa! <laughs> if this is this is not a song, I'm learning off this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started learning off him and um, he always drops in the terms of jujitsu. And so it's like, Fuck. and the way he teaches is the way that I teach martial arts as well because he has a martial arts mindset. Yeah. So the way he kind of he ran his courses is like, that's exactly how I would run like a facilitation. Perfect. This is the guy exactly who, the perfect guy that I should have learnt off from, and um, yeah. So so come back to the triangle thing. Um, so he explains these things. There are three things that happens: they are physical, mental, emotional. Yeah. Or if you're very special, the body, mind, spirit. Um, physically, when they go through one of these sessions. Um, tingling sensation, numbing sensations. Um, there's a thing called tetany. Tetany is like um, it's like they call like pterodactyl arms. Um, your fingers are squeezing together tight, and everything is going tight. It's, it's, it almost feels like you're paralyzed. Like T Rex arms. Yeah, T Rex yeah. arms. Yeah, yeah. elbows in. Elbows yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. And everything's all tight. Um, breathing. Just breathe through it. And breathe probably breathe slow. And that's what the I just tell them guys that just breathe slow. It will pass. Just keep on breathing. Um, mentally, your mind's gonna go. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think I should continue. When it's that not sure mind, I was like, uh, I don't know. That's your mind trying to talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your mind's gonna talk you out of it. And turn again. Keep on breathing. Just keep on breathing through it. It will pass. And then you get to the emotional side of things. The emotional is like release the anger, sadness, happy, joy. Um, so much shit will get released. Um, laughter. I remember having... So you, when you say release, you mean people actually start laughing or yeah, crying yeah, or, or getting crying, angry. Or getting angry. It's like letting out anger in their, in their voice. Yeah. And they start screaming, they start shouting. And... Use a lot of times when that gets released because it's been bottled in. Yeah. Because they kept it in. Or the special people laughing. They never gave them permission to laugh. May may have been told, like, stop laughing. You know, when they were younger all the time. Mm. Told them to stop laughing. So when they've gone up, they kind of lost that. Or they're self-conscious. Yeah, self-conscious. Yeah. 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 Perhaps some people have, like, a weird laugh or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Some people um, have orgasms. <laughs> this is weird, but that that the the same thing. Not not kind of the just the body kind of you know making sounds and they've held that in as well. Mm. People are, and a lot a lot, a lot when the emotion is being released, it's because they've held that in. Mm. They haven't given them permission to let it to release it. Yeah, and men, especially men, um, sadness, anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, keep yeah, their yeah. bottled in. 
Yeah, because we're not complicated. I think that's because yeah. we're not complicated creatures. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, we're not perplexed. Yeah. We're, we're, we're angry or we're sad. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. it. Or happy. Yeah. And that, that's what <laughs> you used to get bottled in. And yeah. ang when anger Yeah, comes, that's right. Yeah. The, the, yeah, those are the ones you try and bottle in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when, when it comes, when, it, when the anger comes out, fuck. Yeah. Um, used to comes out on who? The people they love. Their partner, their children. That's when it comes out. So it's the healthy anger. It's good to have healthy anger. Good to have healthy anger and release that. Um, man, go punch a bag. Go do martial arts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, anything, right? Yeah. Any, anything present. Yeah. Like footy, cricket, surfing. Yeah. Sport. Sport, yeah. Sports, that's the that's thing. Sports. Um, way of life. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, we, and um, men have been told not to cry. Not to let show, um, show the emotions. Crying, it's mm. a big fucking thing. Fucking hell! I know about these days. Twenty twenty, the world's changed a bit. Mm. You know, like, um, yeah. I don't want to say. Nah, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the the world's changed the way people are, right? Yeah. Like what's acceptable? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think there's going to be more of, I guess, like men with men showing uh, emotions more. Yeah. 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 That's like the trend that yeah. we're on. Yeah. Yeah. But sort of, you know, the, um, there's, there's a group that I, I started to see um, going to Mankind Project and they help, um, same thing with men dealing with depression, dealing with suicide, um, PTSD, um, and they hold certain camps on the weekend. And I, I did go on one of those camps and it was fucking amazing. Mm. Absolutely fucking amazing. Um, this was right after I got back from the world. Yeah. I got back from the world. You know what happened when you reach your peak? Boom. What's yeah. after this? Fuck nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that in like the, in the UFC and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Adesanya was talking about that and plenty of other guys have spoken about it recently. Anthony Pettis was talking about it. You know, gearing up for competition and then you're competing and that's sort of that high feeling, all the media around you, the mm. hype and then when the fight's over and then when you fly home to New Zealand or wherever and it's yeah. your normal life the lows yeah 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 because that's like in the past now you know it's not all cameras flashing on you anymore you're yeah. at home now and I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're referring to yeah 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 that's not, it's not the same level as mm. a you know UFC world title but yeah. it's still you know a peak yeah but what what, 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 happened, by, yeah. Uh, what yeah. happened there when it went down that depression that I that I felt um, before I decided to train but it tripled yeah it right it tripled it came back with fucking a vengeance and there, there, there was a there was a point where, fuck, I nearly committed suicide. I nearly fucking I had a bottle of sleeping pills. I was ready. I had it in the glass, pulled ready to go. And I looked up in the clock, and the saw was five o'clock, and I was teaching class. I was like, oh fuck, I'm teaching boxing, and yeah. automatically my my habit mode kicked in and started going. Oh fuck, started getting my gears. Got my box ears, went there, I was driving along to class, so like, okay, I'm gonna run this, do this, do this, do this class, okay, fine, sweet. Got there, started teaching the class, I was in automatic mode. And then after it was jujitsu. And I went into jujitsu and started rolling and started doing the technique and stuff, and then I was like, Holy fuck. And then um then it was like got to rolls and it was like then started smashing the rolls, then it was like boom, back out of the field again, and then got to the end and I was I mean it was a fucking solid session. And I got out to it and was like Holy fuck! I was ne- I nearly didn't turn up here. Yeah, yeah. I nearly didn't turn up here, and it w- if it wasn't for martial arts, 
and I saved martial arts, saved my life. It fucking saved my life. <laughs> yeah. It did save my life that day. And then I, I got back there. Oh fuck, man! I've got to get my shit together. Yeah. Um, got saw my psychologist, and then the group that I was that mankind project. I went. Um, I think it was like a three weeks later. They had like a, a kind of a men's camp happening then. Right. So I went to that camp. I was like, "Fuck it, pay." And that's so that's if you're down and out, you can you can participate in the camp, or yeah. you're going to help other people. Yeah. So you go there. Um, they have guys that um, staff facilitate the camp, and it's usually for every man that is um, uh, that is going on that camp. They'll have three guys staffing. Yeah. So there's the, the ratio is like huge. Right. Could be the amount of men yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of support. Yeah, a lot of support. Yeah. But I, I can't I can't tell what happens in there because they keep a guarded secret because it stops what happens, means going on their journey. But when I came out of it, um, yeah, I was it was like I was a different person. I was like, fuck. Um, I had a lot of um guilt and shame from my childhood that just got released. Mm. And that's where breathwork <laughs> kind of Built on from that, when the breathwork, when I saw what happened, what was happening with breathwork, was like, fuck, this is like a, um, a cheat code, to. Releasing trauma, mm. past trauma, and then I really got into that, and I was like, started researching it, reading books, and then, fuck, I, um, went and did one, and I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Yeah. So in that mankind project, had you done any breath work there, no, or you've no. just realised that like what went on there, yeah. you'd get a similar outlet from yeah. the breath work. Yeah, stuff. when yeah. I saw the breath work, what was happening with people having, I was like, that exactly what I went through. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. did that within the space of not even an hour. <laughs> yeah. Where where was the mankind project? Um, they did that in dwelling up. Dwelling up. Yeah. 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 They had like a camp down there. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, man, that's so, yeah, so fascinating. Dwelling up, would that have been the, I might have even stayed there at school. The camp there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's where there's there. like the wooden bunk beds and yep, stuff. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many people? Uh, there were, oh, I'm trying to think, I think it was 15 of us. Yeah. 15 or maybe 17 of us. But they do give the option, you can leave whenever you want. Right. Yeah. So if you, but it's usually over two and a half days. Right. Oh, okay. no, sorry. Oh, maybe two days, yeah. Rainbow two days. And they still have that fireman's pole between the top floor and the bottom floor? Yes. You can slide down? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember we were using that. I would have been 13 when yeah. I was at camp there, maybe. Dwelling up camp, 13, 12, 13 years old, something like that. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It's probably exactly the same today. Mm. <laughs> Those kinds of things just don't change, hey? Jeez. But this, this was, um, it was funny, because this was a week before... I was flying to, for the Pampax. And mm. uh, to myself, it was a week before. I don't know what was going to come out of it. <laughs> I just, just went there, but I was um, I went there and I was like, oh man, I got to I can't. I wasn't couldn't do any training. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna cut weight as well. <laughs> but they were they giving you a limited amount of food. I was like, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it okay. worked out fine for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So how do you, with competitions, do you deal with much anxiety leading up to that? Oh, yeah, 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 all the time, yeah. Are you Definitely. able to calm yourself? Or yeah. Or you, you, with the breathing and stuff, do you think yeah, that helps um, release I, that I, lead yeah. I notice now with the breathing now, doing the breathing, that gets me right in to the zone where I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. As calm as possible. Calm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not sort of like getting 
too calm <laughs> where it's like oh i'm just gonna lie down and have a sleep yeah but even like my anxiety was getting to the point where i'll go there and i have to lie down and have sleep i'll get so i feel so tired just mentally fatigued yeah just mentally, being anxious. Yeah, yeah yeah right i get absolutely drained from it even like now i'll, I'll drive it's usually i'll get the anxiety when i find out my the brackets and when I'm driving there, mm. that's the only times when I get to there. So usually when I'm driving there, I'll kind of, I'll stop, get in a car, but okay, start breathing. <sighs> okay, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's one of those feelings, like competing is one of those feelings where, like it, it's no different to like just rolling, right? Slapping. I know, that, yeah, I know yeah. that obviously the risk of injury is more serious because there's like, you know, it's more definitive. Mm. But in a normal rolling class, you slap hands and bump and there's not any anxiety in that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're going hard, maybe there's a little bit of anxiety around like, you know, whatever. But in the scheme of things, it's not the same as in competition. Mm. And in competition, for whatever reason, I think we like build it up to be so much more than it is. When yeah. really, like you said earlier when we were chatting, like it's just another role. Yeah, yeah. Like, once, you, once, you, once you're in it, yeah, it's just, just another role. Yeah, the <laughs> actor. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> once you get to it, it's just another role. But the, everything else before it is like, fuck, the guy's going to reveal. My, in my head, when I play the narrative I play in my head when I go to compete, this guy bulls like a Hulk. He's 120 kg. He's ripped. But then you get this like, oh yeah, it's a weight division. It's the same weight. <laughs> and he's the same level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got the same color belt on. Yeah. <laughs> there is, there's, there's definitely a scope for levels though. Yeah. When it comes to what belt people Yeah, wearing. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And I used to get the same thing in cricket. Like yeah. Going, especially batting because I wanted to make runs. Always wanted to yeah. make runs. Fucking hated getting out. Did not like getting out. Did not like not making runs. I wanted to make runs. And so I used to get a little bit nervous padding up, things like that. And I used to put my pads on in a specific mm. order to like, it was like kind of like the routine. And then when you're sitting, if you're like, say you're batting at, well, if I used to open the batting a lot, so I'd be first out. But if I was batting middle order, if number three's in and I got to wait for two wickets, yeah. for me to come out I'm pretty calm when there's still a wicket up up my sleeve but when as soon as that wicket goes or falls and I know the next one falls I'm in that's when you start getting nervous Yeah, because you know like it, it could be in one ball from now or it could be in <laughs> yeah. 20 overs from now so you're like fuck you know like gotta be ready to go but and that would be the same thing walk out first few balls a little bit a little bit nervous a little bit maybe maybe not moving well, but mm. once you start getting a little bit of bat on, and I, I used to just like, bat, I just want to get bat on ball. First. Yeah. Not not trying to force it, not trying to force it, but ideally they put it on a good length and I just step forward and defend. Mm. And that's like what I'm looking for early, just to, just to feel the bat. Yeah. Feel yeah. the bat on the ball. That, that um, and once you start feeling That familiarity. He's like, okay, this is familiar now. Yeah, <laughs> and then once you start, you might nudge a couple of singles and you get less, the nerves fade. Once you get off the, getting off the mark and having one run is like a little bit of pressure gone because yeah. you, you know, you're no longer at risk of a duck. Yeah. And then once you get a couple more, or if you hit a real clean one, if you drive like a boundary, a drive a four on the ground all the way or something, real clean, the nerves dissipate and then you just find that um, where you just in the moment yeah. you're, just bat you're just playing you're playing, batting yeah. and when when you're batting and you're on like 30 and there's no nerves that's when it's like the most enjoyable yeah. for so that's me anyway for get, me yeah, I get, that's what they call the zone yeah. when you get into that zone yeah because then you're the, you're you're willing to take risks 
but you're confident in your actions. Yeah. Everything is with conviction. Yeah. So like, and you, sometimes you bat and you feel like you just can't. They just can't get you out yeah. unless you make a mistake. But then, early, the amount of times I've got out for fuck all, and I and I look back now and it's like I was nervous and I was stressing out when all I needed to do was just watch the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Or just breathe. You know, yeah. you say that, but just fucking watch the ball. Yeah. You know how to play cricket. See yeah. the ball, hit the ball. It's that fucking simple. <laughs> yeah. See the ball, hit the ball. Why think further? Yeah, instead of worrying, like, how fast is the ball? He's going to throw it. Which way is it swinging it? Yeah. cutting it? What's the, you know, like, is the sea breeze in? It's really, you know, like, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. All these things. But yeah. that's in everything we do. Yeah. I, I still get um, anxiety when I go to new gyms. Mm. I still get, even mm. if it's like, uh, I went to um, Northside, um, mm. Brenton's gym last week. We've been, we've been friends for ages. I still felt nervous. I got into the car park there. I sat in the car park there. I didn't get out for like about 10 or 15 minutes. I sat there. I was like, okay, get your shit out. Okay, stop breathing. <laughs> but yeah, always doing new things, always get anxious about stuff like that. Yeah. Until it becomes familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's natural. Yeah. And every, I think everyone feels like that. I get, I get like that sometimes before the podcast. If I rock yeah. up at a gym or whatever and I'm like, God. Sometimes you get there and it's like, fuck the podcast. I'd rather just train and go home and yeah, like yeah. just chill and enjoy it and not not stress out about how's it, how's the podcast going to go. Is it going to go well? Are yeah. people going to like it? Like blah, 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 blah. And now, But now it's at the point where I'm pretty much just, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, like, just do it. Oh, because well, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now I just do it and now it's just a discipline thing, right? Staying consistent on it. What are we, we're not nine months in. Th- I don't even know how often I've been doing it. Weekly for ages now, thereabouts. Yeah. But I used to meet good people along the way, right? Like yep. I've met you before. Mm. Um, and then I've got a few people I've done repeat podcasts with or they'll introduce me to one of their students and then it's just it just becomes natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially if people have got stories that they want to share as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you've, you've um, offered a lot. You know, it opened up as well, being vulnerable, which I appreciate because it's not easy for people to do that, especially when, I don't know if you forget that it's going, but people are going to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've come to, I come to terms as like, if I can, if one, if it gets the, across to one person mm. that helps them, then I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. If what, I, what I've said, my vulnerability and express that, and if it helps one person, then I'm happy with that. Mm. And that's probably, um, we're talking about you teaching martial arts and even the breathwork stuff, right? Whether you get paid for it or not, like, mm. obviously, obviously you got to earn money, but you're still doing the breathwork. I don't know how much you get out of it personally, but you, the people you're helping get a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, I do it because I enjoy, not enjoy, but I, I, I love um, helping people. Mm. I love having people kind of find themselves again mm. have them find themselves and what the, the stuff that happens after it makes money off it that doesn't really doesn't really matter matter to me mm. but as long as like they get something out of it whatever they get out of it, and, and that helps them mm. yeah if you approach it in an authentic way like that um and you just you're providing service you know, you're providing a service and you're trying to help people. Yeah. The um, And if you do that authentically, then the money will come with that. Yeah. You like, I, I was a bit hesitant at first, like, actually going into it as a business. Mm. Um, and then, I think it was that, that guy, the, um, uh, John Paul Creamy, um, that I was talking to you about. He said, um, 
people don't value something they don't pay for. So if they turn up something for free, they don't value it as much, or they won't get as they won't get the benefits out of it as much as if they had paid for it. It's like okay, that's a, that's a good mm. cause there, yeah. Because some people just turn up like, oh, heard about this, but the people that really want to be there, they they are there like honestly, openly, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And you'll find that when um, people who come in like that, you know. 100% honest, open, all that. If you help them, you provide that service and do it well, they leave and then that word of mouth. Oh, yeah. How, how many how many yeah. sessions have you done and it's through word of mouth? Yeah, all the, all the private sessions have been through word of mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they go back and they say, I'm a changed person. <laughs> I'm a changed person after that. There you go. What do you reckon, man? Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Get awesome, hour, almost an hour and a half in. That went quick, eh? Is that doing quick? Uh, we've been so we've been. Fuck. When did we do? It was before COVID. When yeah, so for people, it wasn't, yeah. For people listening, I've said it a bunch of times on here. I did one a podcast previously with Luke from Free Rollers, but Daz, I went down with the intention of doing it with just Luke, mm. and then on the day you were there, and it was like, oh, jump in, so you were in it as well. Yeah. And that was your. Uh, you did that workshop, self defense workshop, self defense yeah. workshop, which I came to, yeah. and and had the intention of doing the podcast with Luke. And you jumped on, and and then as I've said before, COVID hit, and then all of his um, trips had been cancelled, yeah. and so that it, I was just like, man, we can't release this podcast because yeah. it's even though there was good conversation in and amongst what was being said, mm. he'd said quite a bit about the trips, and it was just like, let's just do it when when it makes sense, and yeah, like, you know, yeah, when it's back to well, when it's back to normal, and normal. he has trips yeah. planned, I'll happily have him come on. Yeah. We can do what you know, but anyway, we finally got together. Yes, it's been a long yeah, time coming. So, and you were one of my early ones. He was like, I think he was probably my th- third or fourth episode. So there's like yeah. been thirty since then, and it's just, you know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Exactly, it's happened when it's meant to happen. Yeah, and the people come in to your life when they're meant to come in. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. All right, I'll say let's end it here. Uh, to anyone listening, I'm going to drop this. What are we today? Today is Wednesday the 23rd of December, so I'm going to go home and publish this, and it will come out first thing tomorrow morning. Mm. So I, I can publish it this afternoon if you like. But um, So we'll just say Christmas, it's going to be Christmas Eve morning when it comes out, so you guys have the rest of your weekends to um, or rest of your holidays to listen. And... Uh, I'll do an, uh, my next one will be in the new year, so I'll probably it'll probably be a week off and then and then another one. Mm. So, but I wanted to wish everyone um, uh, happy holidays or merry Christmas, depending on what suits you, and um, yeah, happy new year. Be safe and thanks for tuning in. Thirty five episodes started this in COVID, and this mm-hmm. has been one of my things that's been um, helpful to me. Yeah, you know, like instead of just sitting around at home and drinking and eating and being fat and being a slob I was in COVID like you know pumping out podcasts yeah, on Zoom yeah. and it's kind of given me quality of life mm. talking to people socialising yeah. building a network and I feel like in Perth I've met a lot of people and there's still a lot of people to go yeah. and over east and everywhere else but um, slowly slowly nice but yeah thank you all for tuning in so far and thank you as well Dad. No, no, thank you any, any messages for the people um, yeah have a safe Merry Christmas and a safe New Year's. And go easy on yourselves for the rest of the year, people. And love yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a tough one for everyone. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Take stock. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Thank you. See ya.